0: Welcome to the Soul Revival Church Podcast. My name is Melissa Poizel, and my husband TJ and I are the lead pastors here at Soul Revival. Thank you so much for listening in. We pray that today's message is encouraging and inspiring. How's everybody doing? We good? Yeah? It's Christmas Eve. Some of you already had your parties and you're just coming here pumped because you got exactly what you wanted. And if you didn't, I'm sorry. It's not too late, though. It's good to have hope. Or maybe you're just anticipating what the rest of the season has to hold. But I know one thing that I woke up celebrating is we have snow for Christmas. Yeah. So you got to look at the positive side of things, not the fact that we just went through negative 40 degree weather and you were trying to batten down the hatches so all your stuff didn't blow away. But we got a white Christmas. Uh, if I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name's TJ married to this beautiful woman as she introduced us earlier, and we're thankful that you would come and celebrate such a special occasion with us. Here at Soul Revival Church, we want you to know that you don't have to believe to belong. All are welcome, and you can come as you are, because there is a God who loves you so much that he came and met us in our brokenness so that we could have restoration. And he cares so much about us, he doesn't want us to, to stay there. He wants to take us to a new place, and that's why we don't get intimidated by the Bible. It can feel that way. It can feel like a book filled with a bunch of rules. Here's what you got to do to earn your way into heaven about a religion where you feel judged and condemned all the time. But that's not what it is. This is a love story about the God of the universe who came, who sent his son to die for us. It's a redemptive story about him chasing after the love of his life, us. And that he wants to give us the opportunity to spend eternity with him and he lays out a way to live to protect our hearts not to hold us back from anything awesome or incredible and today we're going to be in matthew matthew 1 and as you make your way there if you don't have a bible that's cool i got the verses up behind us here Uh, but it's it's a time of year where we dive into the greatest story ever told but It's something we celebrate every week here at Soul Revival. We celebrate the coming of Jesus, but ultimately his life, his death, and then resurrection because he is alive. Can I get an amen? So Matthew verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you're taking notes, Christmas Eve, I know I'll give you a break, but there's extra credit in heaven if you take notes. A few people laughed. That is a joke. I haven't used it in a while, probably for a good reason. But if you are taking notes, the title of this message is The Greatest Goat. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you that you are here and that you are in this space. I thank you for these beautiful faces coming to hang out. I thank you for these kids because you call kids near to you. And, Lord, we pray that you would be glorified tonight, that you would speak through me, Holy Spirit, and help me get out of the way because you've got something here for all of us. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 How many people know what the goat is? You know, everyone's talking about a goat. The greatest of all time and recently i was playing a game with ty and some others and we were trying to trick people into figuring out who's on this board and who are the the right people on it and there were names like michael jordan there were names like muhammad ali and tom brady and it's like man you talk about a goat greatest of all time in a certain sport but who's the greatest goat can i get an amen i need you here every single week shout me down those are my boys. They're like, God, God, if you didn't hear him. But it was fun because then we got into this discussion. where We're like, well, who is the greatest of all time? The greatest goat? Is it MJ? Is it Muhammad? Ali? Like, how do you define people in different sports? Or maybe it's something that you just really enjoy. Maybe a favorite actor or actress or your favorite musician. It's like, how do you identify who is the greatest goat? Debates go on forever and, beauty shops and barber shops, having those conversations about who's the greatest. But this morning, I want to talk to you because I feel like without a doubt, that person is Jesus. He is the greatest goat of all time, hands down. But I want to look at it a, a different way because he is also the greatest gift of all time. The greatest gift Of all time. One of the most recognizable verses that all of you have probably heard before in John 3 16. For God, I was just seeing if anybody was going to say it with me out loud. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Like that is a story about the greatest gift you could think of. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Talk about a gift as we're singing about this baby that was born in a manger. This gift that was given for us so that we could have salvation from our sin. We talked about this a few months ago, but for anybody who's visiting, sin is not this thing where you have to just feel like, "Uh uh-oh, we're talking about sin again. (laughs) What's going to happen? Sin just means missing the mark. And we all miss the mark. We all fall short. There's only one perfect one, and his name is Jesus. So, as we celebrate this greatest gift, he came because we all need him. Like if you were stranded in the middle of the ocean, you're just paddling your little arms, and you got this boat, this life raft coming up next to you, like, yo, you want to ride? I don't want to say no to that gift. You know what I'm saying? You could say no and probably drown, or you could be saved. And that's what we can think about as we process this Jesus. Coming to be born as a baby. And this greatest gift is one that was worth waiting for. Who likes waiting for gifts? Like it is hard to wait, right? You're like, oh man, I hope I get, I hope I get what they what I put on my list. I was putting up little pictures everywhere. I was sending the posts. I even let them know when the best deal was on Black Friday. That was like a month ago. And you just been waiting and waiting and waiting. The greatest gifts are worth waiting for. And as we celebrate the coming of Jesus, that gift, they had been waiting for centuries. There was a prophecy that was shared that Jesus would come, that he would be born to a virgin. The verse that we just read was referencing that from Isaiah. They waited 750 years. Whoa, you thought that month was bad. But the greatest gifts are worth waiting for. So let's pick up this story here in Matthew 1.18. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Seems like a pretty good plan, right? Like here he was, he was planned to be married, to marry. And it's like, wait, you're pregnant? And he's a good dude. Like they could have stoned her to death. But he's like, I think, I think I'll just divorce her quietly. Because am I really supposed to believe that's God's kid? Like this just seems a little crazy. He had a plan to get married and now he had a plan in how to take the next step. You ever made some plans about your future and they don't always go the way that you'd anticipated? Like, he was planning for this marriage. He was really excited about becoming a dad until he found out the kid wasn't his. It was God's. But I'm going to erase those quotation marks because it was, but that was his response, okay? Bear with me. So as I think about this and he's planning for this future, now he's got this plan for how he's going to end it. Very kind of him, right, kids? All the kids, give me an amen. amen. Nice. As you're waiting and you're waiting for something to happen and then it doesn't go according to plan, that could be really challenging in life. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. Like we had these plans for what life was supposed to look like or what was supposed to happen next. But what happens when God interrupts your plans? Are you willing to trust his plan over your plan? Are you willing to say, God, I want you to be in control? And Joseph, he had his own plan now. He's like, I, I know how I'm going to respond to this thing. I'm just going to be real kind and divorce her quietly. I won't do what I could do. Because after all, she's telling me as God's kid, this just seems crazy. But here's what happens next. I love it. But after he had considered this, An angel of the Lord appeared to him. So no big deal. She's telling him, it's God's kid, and now an angel shows up. No one else thinks that's crazy? Okay, I'll keep reading. (laughs) Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. See, there's times where you have a plan and then it gets disrupted and it seems crazy what God's calling you to, and he will affirm that plan. Say, look, just trust me. Hey, I'm telling you, it is what I say it is. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. We get to keep hearing about this, this truth and this promise that's being offered here. And as this greatest gift of all time that's getting ready to come, Joseph has a part to play in it. His lineage led back to David, so he had to be the earthly father of Jesus. He just didn't know it yet. As we have plans within our lives, there's these certain paths that we feel like we want to take and these directions that we'd like to go. And here Joseph was met with that same predicament. So now he's just been told, guess what, that thing you probably thought was crazy and you were about to divorce her quietly. I just want to let you know that is God's kid, okay? It is, and I want you to marry her. ever feel like when you follow a path people are gonna look at you like you're crazy like what is wrong with them I get it all the time you know Jesus came and transformed my life I didn't meet Jesus until I was 22 years old and before that I was making a whole lot of bad choices and decisions but when Jesus said look I got a different plan for you people are gonna think you're crazy but will you follow this path And some of you in here today, you've been processing that, like, all right, I feel like God's given me a different plan for my life that's different than the plan that I had laid out for me, but you're a little scared to go down that path to see where it might lead because of what people might think or what people might say. But we can have faith in who God is. We can trust his path for our life, even though it might not be the path that we would have thought it would have been. Because he's got a plan and he's got a path to lead you to that plan. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to his son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Say, look, this is all happening because, Joseph, you've always been part of God's plan. Whether you believed it or not, whether you realized it or not. And even when you had a different plan, you're trying to change some things up. God interviewed and was like, no, I got a plan. And here's the path. And in order to fully trust God, to live in this plan and follow his path, it's having to uncover the fact that you have purpose. Every single one of you in here today were created on purpose and with purpose. There is a plan for your life that you have the ability to step into if you're courageous enough to do it. beautiful thing is you don't have to do it alone. We're all looking for purpose. We're all looking for meaning within our lives. And I found myself struggling with substance abuse and making poor choices that made me feel like I was pursuing the wrong kind of purpose that left me hopeless and empty and feeling dark and broken inside. But an encounter with Jesus changed all of that and said, wow, there's a different purpose for my life and it's the same opportunity that we all have. There's a purpose for each and every one of us. And this is what the angel is trying to reiterate to Joseph, saying there's a purpose for your life. Things might not be going according to plan right now, and it might not be the path you would have chosen, but trust me, there's a purpose in this. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're going through, there's a purpose for it. If we present it to God and trust him with it. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage. Earmuffs. As if kids know what that word even means, right? I thought that was funny. All right. That's cool. Thank you. I hear the kids laughing. I appreciate that. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus The greatest gift of all time. He responded in faith. He took a risk. He took a chance. He's saying, I'm trusting God because really, when you trust in who God is and the plan that He has for your life, you're not really taking a risk, even if it looks scary. The plan that He has for your life is different than what yours would be, but I promise you it is better when you follow the path He's laid out for you. That He will give purpose behind it, and all of it is because He will fulfill His promise. He had promised a Messiah. He had promised someone to come for the salvation of our souls. And he sent it in the form of a baby. There is a promise, and God will fulfill his promises. See, it's cool because they kind of breeze through it quickly there as we're reading it in Matthew. But there's a different story that we can look at through Luke and how he shares it because it gives us a little bit more detail after Joseph makes this decision and says, you know what, yeah, I'll step up and be the dad. In Luke 2, 1 to 3, it says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So you've got Augustus, this leader of the biggest nation, the strongest military force. It's like, I got a plan for a census. I want to send everybody back to their hometown so we can get a head count of how we can continue to prosper. Here's what I love about that. That plan that he had, God used for his good. See, there was another prophecy that said the child will be born in Bethlehem. Joseph and Mary, they were living in Nazareth. So how are they going to get there to Bethlehem in order to fulfill the promise God had given? They'll use Augustus to do it. See, some of you have been so frustrated at the way people treat you or the directions they might give you or a boss or a family member and all of it. And if you just trust in God, he'll work anybody else's plans for his good, too. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. God has got a plan for your life that nobody can stop or dictate. You don't need to know exactly how the plan is going to work out. you just to have trust and faith in the promise. Say, God, I, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm trusting you because you said you would be there for me. You said you would help me through this struggling time in my life. That you would lift me up out of the darkness. Because the plans of anything that come at us cannot stop what God wants to do through us. It can't. Because God has got a plan that's better than any of ours. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. It wasn't like you could call an Uber in those days. You couldn't hit up the parents and say, yo, can you give me a ride in your minivan? Because we got to travel a far distance right now. No, now Joseph, who's like, yeah, I'll still marry Mary. It's God's kid. That's cool. People think I'm crazy, but I'm trusting his path. And now this path is actually going to mean i got to travel all the way to Bethlehem with a pregnant lady. I'll do anything for you when you're pregnant, though. You need some ice cream, whatever you need. I got you. Joseph's like, I'm willing to take a path that does not seem luxurious. God will lead us through paths at times that don't make sense, that might be difficult and challenging, but he's got a purpose behind it because there's a promise on the other side of it. There is a promise he has for our lives. Are we willing to take that path? While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And the greatest gift of all time came packaged in a manger. Here Mary is carrying the son of God and no one's given her a place to stay. I was talking to Melissa the other day. I'm like, could you imagine what if you were that innkeeper and you just said, no, you can't stay here. And you found out afterwards that was God's kid. (laughs) But oh, man, I missed out on that opportunity. But the greatest gift ever given didn't come packaged in a perfect bow, didn't come as they had been anticipating as some warrior who was going to overthrow the government. The greatest gift ever given came as a vulnerable baby, that all these prophecies have been working out to this moment for this baby to be born in a manger. In the trough of pigs, that's kind of what that manger is. It's where the animals would eat. I don't do the best wrap job of a gift in my house. But I feel pretty confidently that if my kids know that it's a gift from us, it doesn't matter how it's wrapped. They know because who it's coming from is going to be good. So we might look at this story and say, Jesus is born here in this manger, just swaddled in a little wrap. And how could this be the son of God? But it doesn't matter how a gift is packaged. It's what's inside the package. And more importantly, who gave the package. The father in heaven sent Jesus for our salvation so that we could be restored with him and that gift didn't look the way that we might have expected it. And in your lives right now, you might be struggling and facing certain circumstances that are difficult and challenging and you don't understand why. But God's got a plan in it. You don't need to fully understand what that plan is. You just need to fully trust in the promise that God has. There's a path that he's calling you along, and even though that path might be difficult and challenging, don't give up on the path because there is a promise on the other side of it. But it starts with understanding that he came for you because there is purpose for your life, and that purpose starts with the salvation that's available to all of us. And that only comes through Jesus. I'm gonna ask our team to come up, I'm almost done. I know I'm between you and dinner right now. Here's what I love, though. Because after this takes place, that angel shows up again to some shepherds, not to people who have it all together, not to the rich people, not to those that might deem themselves more important than somebody else, but these shepherds just out in the field, and it's like, hey, the Son of God was just born. Would you like to meet him? It happened. Go check it out in a manger. And as they go and they witness the king that came to save the world, as they leave, their responses, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. God continues to fulfill his promise because he has plans for each and every one of us. But it's a matter, it's a matter if we're willing to listen and to trust him for it. Whether it's Joseph's story and him marrying a pregnant woman who is carrying the son of God. Wow. Wow. That takes some radical faith and trust to believe in that. There are some radical things and plans within your heart that God has birthed and you have to have the courage to believe it, to trust in it and to say, I don't understand fully what this plan is going to look like. But I know that I trust fully in the God of the universe and the promise that he has given me. And I don't know what that path is going to look like. I don't know where it's going to lead me to, but I know if I'm following Jesus, I'm going to be okay. And through all of it, he continues to put purpose within me to say, I've got something greater for you because he knows the plans that he has for us. But we must trust in the promise that he has given. You don't have to know fully how the plan will play out. You just have to fully trust in the promise. Matthew 7, 9 to 10 says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? He has given us the greatest gift of all time in Jesus. Jesus. And as a dad, I want to be able to bless my kids, and I want to be able to give them the things maybe I didn't have or the things that they have desires for and the things that they're passionate about. And that's me, flesh and bone. An individual who makes lots of mistakes, who falls short all the time. So a perfect God is willing to give us the greatest gift, and that is the salvation of our souls. that he sent his son. And the story does not end with him coming to this manger. There's magi that come to visit and they visit him about on his first birthday. Sorry for those of you who are watching the star and you're like, man, I thought those magi were there at the beginning. But as they arrive, it actually brought Herod, King Herod, in awareness of Jesus, the birth of the Messiah, and he has all these kids killed. But because of it, it pushed Jesus and his family to Egypt, where they would become refugees to fulfill yet another promise of God. As he was running for his life, someone trying to take it, that would continue to be modeled throughout his entire life as he begins his ministry and he shares about this hope we can have in Jesus. That ultimately results in him shedding his blood, giving his life for us. As he is arrested for a crime, he did not commit. But he does it so that we can be restored, so that we can have a relationship with God. What an incredible gift, and it is available to all of us. And in this space, we never close out a service without giving people an opportunity to respond to that. Everyone has an opportunity to step into a relationship with the living God, the God of the universe that loved you so much that he was willing to sacrifice his son, giving the greatest gift ever. And God's word says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. There's no special process you have to go through, no rituals you have to perform. It's simply acknowledging and accepting the greatest gift and responding to it. And we wanna give you that opportunity today. If you've never said yes to a relationship with Jesus, if you say, yes, I would love to step into a relationship with Jesus because I believe that there's a plan for my life that he has for me. I believe that the path forward is something that he wants to do in and through me. But more than that, that he has a purpose within my soul because there is a promise that was given that he came and died for me. We wanna give you that opportunity to step into that relationship today. So I wanna ask if everyone in here wouldn't mind bowing your heads and closing your eyes. This is a safe space. And in a moment, I'm gonna count to three. And if that's you in here today and you say, yes, you would love a relationship with Jesus. You would love the salvation of your soul. I'm going to ask you, to be courageous enough to just shoot your hand in the air when I get to three. One, you need to know that God loves you and that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. Two, he cares so much about your heart and who you are that no matter what you're up against, he will meet you in the middle of it and he will encourage your soul. And three, if that's you, would you shoot your hand in the air today? Would you shoot it up high? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, I thank you for each individual today who said yes to a relationship with you. I thank you that they would be courageous and bold to throw their plans aside and trust in your plan and say, God, whatever you have for them, they want to cling to it and trust in the promise that you have through the purpose you've given them. Lord, I pray that you would encourage their hearts, that you would surround them with people to walk alongside them in this journey based on the greatest decision they could ever make, to accept the greatest gift ever given. God, we're sorry for where we fall short and the mistakes that we make, but we thank you that you see our sin as far as the east is from the west. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we celebrate everybody who made that decision today? The greatest gift ever given is Jesus. Thank you for joining Soul Revival Church Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us to help reach more people with the hope and love of Jesus. If you would like to support our ministry, you can visit us online at www.soulrevival.church.